We Are Broke Dude Podcast. I'm Jed. Chris. Jake. There you go. You yelled at that time. And this is episode 157, ladies and gentlemen. 157? 157. Too bad it's not 187. 187. We <laughs> can just pretend it is. Okay. We'll episode skip 187. Ahead. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll skip ahead 30 episodes. Fuck it. <laughs> the reason that's funny <laughs> is because we have uh, the Sunflower Coalition. You guys uh, might want to get a tougher name. That's uh, all right. Just... <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> doesn't really strike fear into the heart of cops, you know. <laughs> but we got uh, Santiago and his his masked bandits. Oh yeah, you know all the all the homegrown <laughs> Santiago, Seth, and Robert. Good thing you remember the names. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't get their names. I came late, so that's not a problem i'm writing writing them down now so i can remember them <laughs> there were, uh one of our one of our other members actually pulled up and then was immediately called into work so oh, that's that was, good that was really cute that's yeah. good yeah. works are cool so uh the sunflower coalition what is it uh sunflower coalition is essentially uh a group of people just in salina who were just super outraged at the fact that Salina was taking so long at getting anything done in response to the murder of George Floyd. So we kind of took it upon ourselves to, I guess, voice our frustration and try to get something pulled through. Um, you know, I guess force the hand of the city commission to actually do something besides give out empty platitudes, which they didn't even do, you know, after like two or three weeks, they still hadn't even made a statement in response. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was really depressing and we were very mad. Yeah. That sounds like Salina city commission yeah like we just live in a hole in the middle of the u.s or something yeah. salina is a black hole it yep. truly truly is the uh so you guys started shortly after george Flo well not shortly after but after because of george floyd i guess essentially yeah um it was after the um the first march that was organized by miranda bachman um i reached out to a couple of people that i knew and got in contact with uh, some other people who had who are a long time just people who have been advocating for things around town and started networking with people, you know, from school and uh, just people, people around town. And now we're at, I think we're at about like 40 plus members, oh, right? Wow, nice. With like 27 continually active members or something like that. So, and you guys meet. Yeah. I mean like, well, we used to meet up until Corona got really, really wow. bad. And, and what, so now what, we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're discords really helping us out there. So. Yeah. That's, that's pretty handy. And you guys are mostly high schoolers. Uh, I mean, you guys started out as yeah. We mostly started out as mostly high schoolers. Now we've got everywhere from the range of like, I think our youngest members are like fourteen, fifteen. The oldest are uh, somewhere in the fifties, oh, and uh, I think like the median is probably like twenty three, twenty five years of age. So it's like a that. lot of younger people. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's awesome to see. What are you guys doing for like server invites as far as like finding how to get invited to the server, to the Discord? Usually it's uh it's just like by con like you gotta know someone in just order networking. To yeah. yeah. So like uh, you know, whenever we find someone that we, you know, that that seems Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know. you tell ten friends and then they tell ten friends. <laughs> Uh, you know, eventually you get police reform that's how it works <laughs> it's, it's only a matter of time you know it's the most wholesome pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> there it is there's the undercurrent <laughs> the only essential oil i need is wd-40 clever <laughs> so the I, i'm guessing you you're gonna get a lot of pushback around here for being 
so young. You're going to get a lot of the, well, what do you guys know? You're still in high school or you're just high schoolers, blah, 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 shit like that. Because people don't understand that just because you're young, it doesn't mean you can't, you don't understand the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, it seems that the majority of the young people have taken the time to actually understand the world around them. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll hear people tell you things like, oh, systemic racism doesn't exist. There is no oppression in Salina, Kansas. There's no, and you're like, well, actually, have you taken a look at any of the statistics or just anything at all? Well, I haven't seen it in my life, so it's not real. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, come on, dude. That's like object. Yeah. That's, that's object permanence. You learn when you're a fucking toddler, <laughs> you know, just cause you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's and gone forever. That was one of the things too, that, that happened at the beginning of the public forum we had recently. Um, like the first people that came out to speak were like ex sheriffs, you know, ex police officers. Then there was that one dude from the hospital that was like, Oh, APCs are really great. And I was like, <laughs> I, why? I mean like cool, <laughs> but like why? <laughs> um, you know, and I was like, these are all like older white people that are probably doing like probably higher up on like the income bracket. Mm-hmm. So obviously they would have no negative experiences with the police. Yeah. yeah it, you know, that's it's like, hmm. that's, that's weird. Yeah. Cause usually police patrol really rich neighborhoods. I mean, I exclusively know, like almost exclusively. Yeah. That's yeah. where all the crime is. All of it. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah, like no never not, not once. once yeah they trust those people marymount like there's their police are crawling they, all they, over they that area yeah I just, <laughs> like it's actually they probably might be because of that apartment <laughs> yeah. quick where all the poor people are <laughs> that <laughs> one little block of apartments <laughs> amongst hundred million thousand dollar houses mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is yeah oddly enough though um we have yet to encounter a lot of people that have stri- uh, like struck us down simply for our age um I mean, I guess that's probably because uh, just the people we're running into, you know, at the commission meetings and stuff, they see us speak and they're like, oh, you guys are relatively smart. That's cool. You, know? yeah. you can use words. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's a you, high bar. You get that, that slap in the face. Oh, you're pretty articulate. <laughs> you're one of the smart ones. Yeah. It's, it's oh, like a backhanded compliment. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks. I've, I've, I've gotten a few of those in my life. Yeah. appreciate it, you know. I've gotten quite a few of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, on a personal note, I... I grew up lower middle class, I think, single parent. She worked at Tony's all the time. But personally, I haven't experienced a whole lot of racism around Salina. But I also don't, I'm not out there like that, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's been a, a occasion times when I worked at the bowling alley that I got called the N-word one time. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was, <laughs> was like, hey, man, I'm glad you called me that. Finally. Now I can <laughs> go about my day even better than it already was without your fucking drunk ass. Um, but yeah, so like for somebody like me who doesn't, doesn't necessarily see all the racist stuff that's happening, what about Salina is racist? Well, see, I come a little bit, I think, from from your position in some ways. I would be what most people would call like the the exemplary immigrant, you know, like the success story in America. Yeah, one of the good ones. My, you know, <laughs> my my father and mother and I moved to the United States when I was like uh, about a year old, and we moved to California first. Um, this was like, you know, my father went into the embassy in Peru on on nine eleven, which is you know. <laughs> Just, you know, luck. <laughs> yeah. um, they gave him his visa. He came through, you know, he got his education in college and he came to Salina 
Um, and you know, now we live in like a nice, like white suburb. Like we're like the one Hispanic family on on the, on the white suburb. <laughs> yeah. You know, a nice house. We finished paying it off, and so it's like you know, we're we, that's that's what we we are essentially the story that everyone uses. Like, oh, you can be successful if you dream. try really hard. You know, yeah. And it's stupid and bad. It's really yeah. dumb. It's really, really dumb. Absolutely. Um, but um, my father is a is a pastor actually. Um, and a large population of our church is also Hispanic, and, and a good number of them are undocumented. Um, and I've had to personally sit in on a couple, ca- like a couple court sessions where where some of the people that we knew got deported. Um, and you know, talking with those people, like they experience that kind of stuff all the time. Like the other day, uh, one of our like one of our churchgoers uh, got pulled over for going thirty in a school zone, but there's no, no school. school. And yeah. she was like, "There's no school," and the cop was like rules are rules and they sent her to court and obviously she didn't have the money to uh, to appeal and it's stupid and dumb and um she wasn't able to go to the uh to the public forum one because well she doesn't speak english and two she was scared that you know because she's undocumented that you know (laughs) she she get a target on her back yeah um you know stories like that just permeate um you know lower income especially uh, people of color Mm -hmm. um and you know it's it's those kind of stories that we don't get to hear a lot from like if you like we mentioned that at the last meeting you know at the public forum uh, basically everyone there was white there was you know some some representation of the black community there but there was like no hispanic people mm-hmm. and hispanic people make up like 12.5 percent of the salina population yeah so they make like, up more than the black yeah actually um i, I so was I think on, black like eight percent three percent actually wow yeah. Was, yeah. that's what i was gonna Overselling. say like <laughs> like i i th- think that you haven't experienced it because there's not as much racism towards black people in salina it's mostly sense. towards hispanics yeah although you know which yeah. not to say it hasn't happened or doesn't happen it's i'm sure it happens to fucking everybody but it's it's not more i think it's more outwards towards hispanics in yeah. salina there um although i know okay some people like really hit us on this post but we found the we just took the stats off the like the population in Saline county jail mm-hmm. and like the population of Saline county jail is 20% black. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, okay, well, like, Saline County Jail holds like 20, like 200 people. And it's like, one, it's overpopulated, but two, like, that's not the point. You know, if we were really, you know, if, if things were being represented fairly, there would only be like a, like a 3% representation of the back, black population in that jail. And mm-hmm. said there are sevenfold more rep, more represented in jail than, than in the, the population. Pop, yeah. I mean, and that, that trend, like, permeates throughout America. Yeah. I think it's like 20% of our prison population is African American. Yeah. yeah. But only, maybe that's where the 13% comes from, but only like 8 or 13% of America is black. Yeah, which... Is it 13? Yeah. Okay. According to Seth, it is 13. But yeah. I no. trust the white guy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got um, you. I did that one time. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like... Uh, Oh, no, yeah, and, and, you know, people are always like, well, it's not in Salina, and it's like, well, yeah, it definitely is in Salina. If anything, Salina's doing one of the best jobs of covering everything up. Oh, yeah, it's closed doors. It is really closed doors, yeah. and it's really spooky, because, like, it only, it was in week, we, we keep track of our progress in weeks, mm-hmm. because because all the Monday meetings represent a new chapter in the information that we gather and kind of the approaches that we've taken. Um, between week two and three, we essentially found out a huge amount of dirt just on like what's going on in Salina that people don't talk about. And that was that from was the meetings, not from the meetings, but from like former, I mean, from the meetings, but also from like former commissioners, uh, people who have, you know, worked in Salina for a long time. Um, we got into a long conversation about the, the chamber of commerce. I was just about to ask, have you guys done any investigating on them? Oh, the chamber of commerce. That's a whole crooked like realm above. Anyone Salina. got a, got a comment on the chamber of commerce? 
<laughs> like legally? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like we're not going to tell anybody. I mean, fuck the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go around. Let's find out. So I, I'm going to double back on the thing that you said about um, racism in Salina. And one of the things that a lot of people will say is that the police aren't very violent in Salina. But that's because a lot of the people who are typically targeted by them can't make it to any of these fucking meetings. Yeah. They're always at 4 p.m. where everyone's at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Monday when nobody yeah, wants to fucking do anything. Um, and a lot of the time, a lot of people that go up and are support in support of it are. And this was really big on last the last meeting where a bunch of golf course people went up there and started pra- like not praising the police, but were like trying to take away from it, yeah. um, which is disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, almost a million dollars every single year since 2018, um, as opposed to all of downtown, which only gets three hundred fifty thousand dollars every year. Uh, the budget this is ridiculous. <laughs> this year it was nine hundred thousand dollars for the golf course, um, but I guess to hit on the Chamber of Commerce, to guess to like um, talk about the Chamber of Commerce thing. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong throughout this story, because it's very nuanced. It's, like, very complex. But um, originally the Chamber of Commerce... So about the Chamber of Commerce, it's, like, a club of just business members. Mm -hmm. So for you to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce, you have to, like, pay fees for, like, the amount of employees that you have. So, like, if you have a bigger company, you have to pay more, but that means that you have more lobbying power within the commerce itself. So the city of Salina had a contract with the Chamber of Commerce where um, the city of Salina would, like, give the commerce like money yeah economic development and they would like give them money for them to like do that whatever that means and um in 2014 the mayor at the time john blanchard fired the chamber of commerce because they weren't doing their job they were pocketing the money Mm -hmm. and then so what we've seen throughout salina is that the chamber of commerce will make donation to commission members campaigns such as carl ryan was one of them correct yeah sounds about right about twelve thousand dollars was given to carl ryan from the chamber of commerce for his um campaign and so what we see these commission members that take this donation money is that their policies will heavily reflect what the Chamber of Commerce wants. Shocker. So what we see, yeah, is that these um, commission members serve about like two years. And then so what you can have happen is that if these commission members actually want to like change something within Salina, what will happen is that the city manager right now, Mike Scrake, will wait them out for the two years, get them out, and then the Chamber of Commerce will fund someone's campaign like Carl Ryan so they can get in the commission and then they can start supporting the Chamber of Commerce. And this is something Something that we see historically and it's still going on so even though we still don't have a contract with them they are heavily embedded within the politics especially with commission members and y'all can talk about the whole like mike scrag and his like predecessor and his predecessor's predecessor and how that goes down i don't remember names but was Jason the deputy Gage sheriff what? like the deputy sheriff and then they had someone. No, not the deputy sheriff, the deputy manager. There you go, the deputy manager. Like you can talk about it because I don't remember names, but it's. Uh, well, I feel like I feel like when we had the ex mayors on, they were talking about that shit. That exact that was, thing, yeah. That was part of the uh, the whole. Uh, what's the the sports thing downtown? The field house. The field house, yeah. The like how they spent like triple on the parking lot across the street than they actually needed to build it. So. Yeah, we've we've been hearing those stories for a long time about how fucked up that is. That yeah, and the, the Chamber of Commerce is just a libertarian's wet dream, just being like, <laughs> oh, no government, just having businesses run everything. Mm, perfect. Yeah. 
uh, one of the other things that's really fucked up is that our mayor uh, is involved with the banks, which control most of the farming land within Saline County and most of the larger property homes. Which you are said our mayor? Homes. Yeah, okay. uh, the mayor. Uh, he actually brought it up at one of the meetings to try and distract from our criticisms of something. He's a, he's a banker. Yeah, he was like, when I first got involved with banks... And that was really concerning. I was the only one that picked it up because these guys were getting Dairy Queen. <laughs> well, yeah, no, the fucking co- slackers. Yeah, because, yeah, we weren't even there, but you guys were slacking. I mean, yeah, we, we went back to cross-reference it um, in the videos, uh, the videos of, of the, you know, because the SMC puts out. The, but, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's fucking crazy. The Because the, uh, Salina is like a perfect little like case study of capitalism mm-hmm. and like the ways that that business owners and the capitalists can control essentially everything in a town without necessarily having to have a uh, specific political power. They can use the influence of money. The fact that, you know, uh, making donations, ne- not necessarily even in the name of the chamber of commerce, but from the business owners who know people in the, you know, um, so it's like not necessarily specifically the chamber of commerce, but all the people who are in the chamber mm-hmm. of commerce are, are moving money in, in things that interest them. And obviously mm-hmm. and, they can because they have the money. Yeah. And they're keeping businesses that shouldn't be afloat still afloat because yeah. it's a, a stature of the city or something, yeah. even though they may not ma- be making profit, they'll bail these companies out and not look after the little, the small business owner. And we have reason to believe like too. Dick's. Yeah. How is Dick's open? How is Dick's open? That shit was not busy before Rona. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ! Black Friday, man. Yeah, that, that um, keeps all businesses no, open ever. But the, African American Friday. Oh, so. right. My bad. There is reason to believe too, Cultural right? Y- y'all know the the Salina Police Excellence Fund, right? No. no. Oh, what? Let's oh. hear about this. <laughs> Let me open my email real quick. Oh, you guys oh, are in for a treat. So, <laughs> the Salina- yo bars, son. <laughs> okay, you ready? You guys are bars. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the beat. <laughs> you guys are in debate, aren't you? Um, a good number of us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was gonna say. Um, I can tell. I can tell right away. The way you got so excited to give new information. Just no, like, I just the the research, man. Yeah, like, no. I we we spent the there. last three nights. Um, a couple of us have been working the, the night shift, quote unquote, up until five in the morning writing. Because we accidentally got ourselves into a position where we're supposed to present policy proposals you by the fifteenth. You said we we didn't have anything written, um, <laughs> but we were planning on writing them. And then uh, Luke came up and he was like, "Oh, we have something to show you." And they're like, "Okay, we're going to put you on the agenda for the twentieth, and we want to see the policy proposals by the fifteenth, so we can look over them." And we were like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh. We have eight days. Oh um, shit! And we actually cranked that shit out in only three. So we're we're gonna have five days of revisions, which is really nice because we got we got some people who are like working on their masters in policy, and you know people who like have you know that like we have contacts with like lawyers and stuff to just look over because we're like we're not gonna write the specific wording of an ordinance. That's the city's job. We're not getting yeah. paid for this shit. We're gonna give you a skeleton and an outline of what values we think that the the you know. Um, we should look at for the future citizens advisory board. And like, we also are at like standing on a platform of, of banning all militarization and usage of 1033, which they're probably going to try to water down, which mm-hmm. we're, you know, obviously. So we're going to have to prepare. They're gu- guaranteed yeah. they're going to So we're going to have to prepare pretty, pretty strong defenses on that. Um, yeah. But okay. <laughs> the Salina Police Excellence Fund. Yeah. Make sure to note Salina Police Excellence Fund is a private organization that collects donations. Um, that funnels them into the police department. Um, so the police department is getting private funding and that money is coming from the richest people in town, probably people who are in the chamber of commerce. Um, the, one of the board members, 
uh, Joel Weimer, Joel Weimer holds these parties at his ranch. Um, and you have to pay like $2,500 to get in and like they gather donations and stuff. So it's like only rich people going. Joel Weimer, who's also on the board of the Police Excellence Fund, is also on the Police Advisory Board. Um, but yeah, so they're giving private money. And apparently in the past, they used to get stickers on their, they would put on their cars be like, I donate to the police, which like wink, wink means that the police probably won't pull you over because they're making money off, you yeah. know, and I'm assuming they still don't. Um, but yeah, the police is getting private funding, That's which is really scary. Line, right? And, and, and. Yeah, we were like, so on the the second week, I think it was the second week of us coming out. We were like, yo, it's kind of weird that you guys are getting private funding. We would like to know how much money you're making and what it's going to. And then we repeated that on the third week. And then the fourth week was the public forum. And we're coming up on the fifth week. But we've been repeatedly asking them to give us give give us numbers at the um, barbecue that Miranda Bachman hosted. I asked the Sean Morton about it, which is our deputy police chief. And he's like, oh, I can't tell you about that. You got to ask uh, Nelson. And I it's, asked Nelson and Nelson was like, oh, well, you know, we're." he's like, I can't give out names of people who donated. And I was like, I, I didn't ask. I just want to know where it's going to. He's like, well, uh, you know, we're not using it for anything suspicious. And I was like, you're getting off. Well, I mean, now you're looking suspicious. Yeah. No, <laughs> and it's funny. It's really funny. We're it's, not it, buying hookers and, and, and Coke with it. I swear. No, we have, we, we know one thing that they bought and it's really fucking funny. I'm going to have to show smoothie? you in a second. No, no, no. You, you guys aren't ready. You guys are not ready. Okay. But, okay. But then, um, what was, he was like, oh, shoot me an email and I'll, and I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, I'll shoot him an email. Um, but then he tapped my, me on the back and one of the people who was sitting next to me was like, remember? And he did finger guns. He's like, we're not the enemy as he was walking backwards. <laughs> I kid you not. That I is what the enemy says. <laughs> this is, it's so funny. It's so, okay, but okay. So I've like never a seen a villain. comic book villain. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So let me, let me show you this. Um, I emailed. Oh no no! I, oh, I mean, I got the, I got the because I need to show you also what Brad Nelson said to me. But is that we'll, we'll, we'll that? no, we got to pull that, that up later. Information not part of the Freedom of Information Act. Um, apparently not because it's a private organization, but it's but weird. It's police funding. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they're gonna. Hi- I mean, obviously they're gonna hide behind the wall of like we're not a public organization, and I'll show you that in the emails here in a second. Um, but so then we're like, okay, if we if they can't tell us, then we're gonna have to ask the police department. Yo, release how much money you're actually getting because the city budget is saying that nine million of the ten point one million dollar budget you have is all going to salaries. So where's the money for your equipment mm-hmm. um, and how much money you're actually making? Because if you're already using up a fourth of Salina city budget and you're still getting more funding, yeah. like. So here, let me let me find. I emailed I emailed Mr. Nine million, it's r- not ridiculous. Ten point one million dollars total um, goes to the Salina Police Department, and I'll sh- pull up the every graph every year. Every year, and it's been going up. Their budget's been going up every year since twenty seventeen. Well, that's across the nation too, though, right? Well, I mean, I, I just saw a, a report in New York about De Blasio cutting the, their funding by eight billion mm-hmm. or nine billion. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I okay. So billion. here, here's the email. Um, it's, I said, hey, this is Santiago. I was hoping to see if you could, if I could get the numbers on how much money is in the Excellence Fund and where those funds are going. Nelson replies, Santiago, I will pass forward this request to the board president. Sincerely, Brad L. Nelson. Um, and then, so then a little bit after, uh, I think it was a, a day later, I get an email from the president, Byron Norris. Um, and he says, Santiago, my name is Byron Norris, and I'm the president of the SPDEF, which is Salina Police Excellence Fund. Chief Nelson shared with me your email regarding the SPDEF so that you are aware 
the SPDEF, the Salina Police Department Excellence Fund, is not directly affiliated with the Salina Police Department or the city of Salina. This is a volunteer group what? of people with the mission to assist the Salina Police Department in funding, training, or support activities slash needs for the police department. Our funds are raised by fundraising events or direct requisite donations. Our funding is purely private, and we do not share donor names or amounts raised privately. Once again, we didn't ask for names. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate your interest and trust you understand our position. Sincerely. And so then I replied with a little bit of a snarky comment. As you um, should. I was like, it is hard to believe that the, in all caps, Salina Police Department <laughs> Excellence Fund, which raises money specifically for the Salina Police Department, <laughs> isn't directly affiliated with the Salina Police Department. <laughs> I guess in that case, I also want to ask what your definition of directly of what <laughs> directly affiliated is. Once again, I never asked for donor names or their information. I just wanted to know how much money has been raised and where that money is going. I would think that is a reasonable question to ask since the PD is a public facility. I get a response a little bit later. Santiago, you are correct that the SPD is a public entity. However, the Excellence Fund is not a public entity. SPDEF is a volunteer group which raises money and donates it to the Salina Police Department. As I said in my original email, the donation is made for training or support activities slash needs. The amount of money donated depends on the need and what success the volunteers have in raising money. So once again, they dodged the question. Oh, um, yeah. They it, gave it, you that fucking slow jerk answer. Yeah. It's stupid. And so, okay, we found a Salina Journal article of one of the things they spent twelve, oh, slightly over $12,000 on. Um, we call it the Torso Roomba, but it's used for target. Pro- Please look at it. They the use tor- it to train $12, their twelve thousand dollars for that on the Moto Shot That's Elite. It's a fucking broomstick on a one of those scooter things you used in elementary school. Look, just like it's, literally. If you go to our Facebook page, we have it uploaded there too. We made a post about it. You can it. get one of those dummies for like a hundred bucks on Amazon. <laughs> You could get one just being a police officer. So just we know that's at least one, one thing up. that the police department excellence fund is going to $12,000, a little over. I think, yo, we are doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I was say, you could pay rent with that much money. Yeah, like <laughs> <are going laughs> I could pay. Yeah, like kids are going starving, but we got to have our target practice, guys. Really sorry. Yeah. The north side has <laughs> one grocery store, save a lot, but you know, 12 k on torso. Room. I mean, that's I'm literally going to look generous. up that on Amazon right now. That's I guarantee generous. you that I think thing. Is it Motoshot Elite or Motorshot Elite? Even a full yeah, jujitsu so dummy is a few hundred bucks. It's, like, come on. I mean, like, is the base, like, is the remote controlled base worth like 11,000 of those dollars? Like, at least the wiring is like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's made out of unobtainium. That's like, <laughs> yeah. very hard to get. Wakanda's well, not going to ship over some vibranium for the police. <laughs> yeah. Especially for less than $12,000. Come on. Oh, yeah. You're, I mean, the, the, the fact that. I, I don't. I I didn't even notice. Okay, notice, so the the, the torso part of that is yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So that leaves what uh, eleven thousand seven hundred dollars for the and then the, the remote. Then our the tax wheels. dollars go to the guy controlling the remote, so it goes yeah. back and forth for the guy to shoot it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to miss it thirty times out of thirty five. Yeah. Which is really funny because Nel- Chief Nelson said at the public forum, he's like, "I'm surprised so many people are signing up that have never even shot a gun." Well, it's like, isn't that what your training is for? Like, do you want like train? You want American sniper to show up and be like, "I want to be in the Salina Police <laughs> <Yeah>. Department." <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is like because at my old job, I work with two dudes who one of which was in the military came back and joined the police force and hated it. And so he left Salina police and went to work at my old it job. It seems to be a common sentiment, but mm-hmm. I cannot elaborate on that just yet. Or, yeah. or at least not today. Yeah. That'll be a, a couple weeks later. What branch of the military 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I want to say Army. Okay. I'm, I'm not Coast 100% Guard, sure. Probably. Uh, usually, a lot of Coast the come. police recruit towards Marines because during their training, Marines are conditioned to, like, I want to say not have empathy, but they're definitely trained with the motto, we don't take prisoners. Uh, be, s- there's also another study that most police offices will not take people with an IQ above 120 because they're most more likely to uh, think. Yeah, to think. <laughs> yeah. And, Jesus. Yeah. Which I, we, we have no idea what the screening process is for the SPD, mm-hmm. which like, I mean, like that's probably, I mean, that's true nationally. The public but, should know. But yeah, no. And you know what's another thing? Um, at the forum, which like everything's online. I mean, I know it's like a three hour, like a two hour forum, but like, I mean, I think we have somewhere, I think uh, one of our members made sure to go through and like make a note of like all the important, you know, timestamps. So we'll, we'll probably get that uploaded soon. Um, but one thing was like uh, D. Williamston, Reverend D. Williamston was like, do you have like psychological testing for your officers? And he's like, yeah, I know, of course. And he never elaborated on it. So we don't know what kind of psychological it's testing. Like flashcards. Yeah. You know what this is? Apple, yeah. but good job. One thing that we guy? did, yeah. One thing we did get specific numbers on though was like someone asked, like after like a shooting or like a traumatic event, how long are officers out? You know, and he was like, they asked first, like, do they get psychological testing after that? Do they get reevaluated? And he said yes. And so she was like, okay, how long are they out? And he was like, oh, just as long as the KBI wants them out. And we were like, okay, but like, how long is that? And Nelson gave the answer of about seven to ten days. So after getting into a shooting. An officer will be out for seven to ten. D- That's like a week. Mm-hmm. Well, have, have you ever shot anybody? I've never shot anybody. So how do you know how long it takes to recover from yeah. shooting somebody? I shoot people all the time and I go right back to work. Yeah, it's not. That yeah. I could do. It's, not. Yeah. it's really not. No, it's like course. a lunch break. Yeah, no. It's really, I mean, like, <laughs> That's honestly, a everyone should try it. I think yeah. Yeah. it's an important part of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the American thing to do. Yeah. 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 That's... Uh, yeah, next thing the Sunflower Coalition is going to do, we're going to take everyone out. We're just going to shoot each other. Yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's, you got to. <laughs> that you, sounds nothing like a cult. Yeah. You got to get yourself. It, it's like it's like popping your America cherry. You, know? you got to do it. Just shoot yourself in the foot. Every every American's been shot. You aren't a real American. You, you've never done a dust pop? <laughs> God. No, it's there's a lot of really concerning things that are going on. And it seems almost like they're being very disingenuous with their responses, right? Because up to, oh, you yeah. know, we're on week five now, and I'm still waiting to hear what Brad Nelson or the city commission has, like what even like what even their vague thoughts are for how to reform the police. Because mm-hmm. all we keep getting, um, I mean, I guess the, the commission has been sort of, symp- I mean, a few of them have been sort of sympathetic to the idea of change. And yeah. like at the last meeting, uh, Davis and Hodges um, and, Fran- awesome. and France and France to some ways too. They they were they were very much like yeah we need. I mean like there's obviously a need for change. I really enjoyed the part where Davis was like some things are easier than others, but you know we have to have you know we have to move forward at some point. Um, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I was a little concerned that when he was like you might find that we need to raise the police budget. I was like actually no no, no. that's the opposite. <laughs> that, that's actually bad. You're that's really you're really close. You're so you're almost there. You're almost just, there. Just one um, little word. But yeah, one, no, just like, change one word and you got it. <laughs> I want to know what nelson has in mind to change the police department because mm-hmm. so far i've only been getting information about what the status quo is well, yeah the runaround well, okay so the goofy thing here is that they have to like be very vague about it so that we tire ourselves out because they know that if they do actually push change then it'll be justification for the federal government to cut funding to all of our welfare programs because most of kansans and most of the Kansas government is propped up by welfare from the federal government because most of our money is going towards 
bailing out uh, big companies within Kansas, mm-hmm. cough, cough, the Copras. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kansas GDP alone is one, I think $150 billion, yet the average in, um, disposable income of a Kansan is about $758. Um, dollars. dollars? Yeah, dollars. Um, and not only will they cut it, they will use it as a pretext to then say, oh, well, we tried it here. It failed. Therefore, you're dumb. And uh, so I think we're mindful of that and we realize it. Um, So one of the first steps is getting them to admit that they have no fucking idea how they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good luck. So, yeah, getting getting them to admit that they're wrong is that's going to be the biggest hurdle to get over. And so, you know, at some point, you just got to stop relying on them to admit that they're wrong because they're not gonna. No. no one in a position of power wants to admit that they were wrong, especially not a police officer, mm-hmm. because they're you know traditionally they're the ones who uphold the law. You know, they're supposed to be the bastion of justice. They're yeah. not going to be like, oh, maybe our justice was bad. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's that's some, not. Fair. I mean, that's why our most of our focus has been just at the city commission because that's where we feel we we have the most influence like i'm not we're not going to be able to go up to brad nelson and be like yo we change your policy yeah it's well you can be, it, I mean, it just won't do anything yeah, yeah. i mean well, he'll get a nightstick to the teeth yeah oh yeah oh he's got a gun <laughs> there's some crack on him too um there's this onion article that i saw that was like because of the police getting defunded, these poor cops are having to buy their own drugs to plant more suspects. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the uh, onion. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so what, uh, what outside of police reform, like specifically, like police changes specifically, do you guys want to see happen? Like, oh. do you want to see, let, let's start with income base, like, what uh, about poverty in Salina does needs to be talked about? Damn, they want the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's got it? Who's got it? Uh, okay, so I'm kind of the not the economics guy of this, but uh, our main focus right now is um, police reform. But I have been focused on poverty and the current situation in Kansas and the plains in general. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is that the plains are underfunded. Um, underfunded. Um, a lot of our infrastructure was built in the 40s and it's now crumbling because we refuse to update them because we just don't have the funding for it. Yep. Um, I told you guys the individual GDP of Kansas. Um, our school system is also incredibly underfunded. Um, one oh, of the yeah. things I want to see changed is stop bailing out a bunch of big companies and even smaller companies that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um and I also want to see that our disposable income is brought up because 758 is way below the the average American disposable income, which is around $3,000. Um, I also want to see our rent go down, which is horrible in Kansas. I think the average rent is around $500 a month. But how, how, how uh, do you want this done? Usually by... Mo- like, as I said, cutting tax breaks from large corporations, but also... Uh, how many six? Do you want to tax rich people? Yeah, I huh? want to tax rich people more. Wow, you commie yeah. bastard! Oh man, <laughs> let, let me tell you about leftism. Um, <laughs> but no, for for sure, like in Salina specifically, because I know we've had a lot of conversations specifically with Robert too, just about how fucked the planes in general are. Mm-hmm. But at least in Salina, like we have, we I mean we have a couple 
specific demands. And and once again, plug our Facebook, you know, if you want to look it up. Um, um, yeah, it's just the, the Sunflower Coalition on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but one of the things that we're talking about is reallocating funding away from the police department towards institutions that are, you know, like we used to have part of our sales tax go specifically to daycare mm-hmm. and that was cut. And now that money is used and it's like, it's like some like pooled up and given to a, a business every year, which is stupid and dumb. That's like your yeah. basic trickle down Reagan economics. Yeah. I uh, love the, 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 the hardcore right and capitalists don't see that for what it is like no, that is socialism. Yeah. If, if you want bare bones capitalism, those companies need to die. They failed. The free market has told them they died. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you, we got to take you out behind the shed, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Time to take you out to pasture. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, even not even just from the police department either, right? Like, I mean, obviously the police department is a huge, like, sinkhole of money. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, the conversation we have to have there too is like, since all of their, like 90% of their city budget at least goes just to their salaries, then obviously like removing money means also lowering personnel and they're going to come really hard because they're like, we're already having trouble recruiting and stuff. So it's like, how do we propose something that is going to look appealing mm-hmm. when it also will probably involve job loss? You know what's um, funny so is I've been working for the city for 13 years now and for the past eight, I want to say, they've had this CPI, Continuous Process Improvement going on where we're supposed to find waste and cut that shit i will i i gotta i should find that thing the the graph and see what the uh, police department's cut because if they're having if their budget's that tight that 90 percent of it's going to budget like they literally can't do anything yeah like they can't get gas going to payroll yeah yeah they can't do anything yeah so it I don't know, man. I mean, like another a couple other things we we noticed in, the, in like the, like just if you look at the city budget, even though the city budget is relatively vague when it gives stuff, um, just like where our money is going. I mean, like we always we always clown the golf course because every single year since 2018, it's been going up from like I think it's like just under I think it's like nine hundred seventy thousand dollars something like that. Well, every, you know, and I mean, always like the golf course will pay for itself, but like it's like. Why are you sinking so much money? Well, and, and the thing that, that frustrates me, too, is when they, they put these things up to vote, like the Riverwalk, which I, I'm, I'm cool with, but it got voted down, and they forced it through anyway. They voted, they hit put the Salina Downtown uh, revitalization up to vote. Got voted down, and they forced it through anyway. Mm-hmm. The the uh, Making the jail bigger got voted down. They're trying to force which, it through anyway. That's another conversation we've been having with the group, too, is like, what is going to be our stance on the expansion of the jail? Because, like, yeah, the jail's current situation is relatively inhumane and really, really bad. Oh, yeah. But if we expand the jail, there will be a further incentive to fill the jail. Like, in specific talks with people, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, now we can start making money off of having prisoners. You know, like, we'll bring people from other counties. Like, that's so bad. Do you not understand how at face morally egregious that is? Yeah. Um, and have to but, hire more people to control the jail. Yeah. And- and it's like, it's like, what do you do about the people who are already in jail experiencing really inhumane conditions? Mm-hmm. But like, how do you prevent them from trying to make money off of, pr- you know, it's like, it's like one, you want to give them a better facility because like their facility is shit. Oh yeah. But, but I, you- I was talking to this girl that was in there and she, when they, cause they, they don't do the through the glass visits anymore. So you have to do it over a video call. And she was in essentially the bathroom and there were beds on the floor in the bathroom where some prisoners were having this or 
jailers. They're not prisoners. We're having to sleep in the bathroom, essentially. That's cute. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous what they're doing there. Yeah. It's like summer camp where you can get stabbed and people hide drugs in their vagina. The... (laughs) The shocking part to me, because I was doing looking up some incarceration shit last night, that the majority of people being held in jail haven't been convicted of anything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're, it, they, it's because they can't post bail yep. that they're still Which in there. our bail system is also super fucked. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot about the jail, like, about the bail system specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a couple of our other members, some of them who have been in the Saline County Jail, um, they have had a very long conversations about how absolutely destroyed our, our bond system, you know, like, well, yeah. Cause when you go to jail, you get a bond, obviously set by the judge. If you can't pay it, you stay. If you can, you have to pay 10% of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And upon, if you miss jail, if you miss the court date or whatever, you have to either give them something that you, that you put up for collateral or they just take shit from you. So when you're poor, you don't have money anyway. You, you don't, don't have, have shit to give them. Yeah. Like you even if your prisoner. bail's like fucking a thousand dollars, like you can't. The average bail in this country is fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, you're right. Don't don't sell drugs to try to feed your kids. Well, it, it should also be noted that just standing in an area for a long time is also considered a crime. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it oh, should yeah. be like. I yeah. mean, if I saw someone sucking up all the auctions, yeah. Well, I, I have a, a personal story too. After the the whole you can't park your cars on your front lawn thing passed the city ordinance, uh, I was living at the time in a, a essentially a duplex that had a connected driveway. So um, it was me and two other people were living in this house, and our neighbor was over here. So. The best way it worked is if I kind of catacornered my truck into the driveway so that they could get around the neighbor's vehicle. So essentially, my front tire of my truck was touching the line of my grass. wasn't parked. It was completely in the driveway. wasn't in the cul-de-sac. wasn't you know none of my truck was outside of the driveway, but a part of my tire was touching it. Cop came over to talk to the neighbor about some bullshit threatened my neighbor that he was going to give me a ticket for my car truck being parked on the grass. And I'm sitting there going, it's not on the fucking grass. It's touching the grass. It's in the driveway. So all you're doing is trying to collect revenue off of somebody. Which, yeah, and specifically, like, I'm assuming it's someone who they believe won't be able to have the resources to, like, confront them on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're poor, they're like, oh, yeah, we I'm, got them. Yeah, I can't fight that. I'm just going to pay the fucking ticket and move on with my life. Like, um, oh, on the first or second week that we came out to speak it's literally bully mentality oh yeah of course um but on the first or second week that it came out to speak um i was talking about uh, i've gotten a ticket here once um i was parked uh in a little like a little road behind a bank um and it was like three in the morning and i was like 15 and sad and i was like i want to go outside you know um yeah. no you know i had my driver's permit i was driving outside of my you know my driver's permit uh rec- like restrictions um but I, I had like three cop cars surround me and they were like are you doing anything illegal and i was like no and they're like okay cool let me see your license and registration i was like ah oh, you know yeah um but you know they, they were like okay here's your ticket it was a ticket of zero dollars right and I was like, okay, can I go home now? And they're like, we need your parents to show up. And I'm like, come on, my, my house is like three blocks away, please. And they were like, no. Um, but then I went to court and they fined me $180 and didn't and suspended my 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 uh my permit for three months. I, and I told that to Melissa Hodges and she was like, what? And I was like, 
what do you mean what? This is your court. Like the building's like right like adjacent to yours. How do you not know that your courts are, are functioning off the backs of poor people mm-hmm. or people who just can't do anything about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's so bad. Just taking advantage of people, you know? Cause like, I wouldn't even thought twice about that in your situation either. It's, it's just something that's like, oh, okay, I got to fucking eat it, eat this one, you know? But it's, if it's, if it's, if they're, the thing that's gross to me is cops can lie to you all they fucking want, but you lie to them once, boom, perjury. Oh yeah, you're dead. You know, and, and it's fucking, it's, that is I don't insane think it's to perjury. me. Well, like you it lie doesn't, to the doesn't help your perjury. case. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like cops can literally say anything they want to get you to confess. They can lie to you about fucking anything to get you to confess. And they will coerce a confession for a crime you didn't commit just by holding you there for X amount of hours and pressuring you into it. And that should be wrong. Like there's, there's so many practices that go on with the police. The whole fucking system is just messed up. The privatization of prisons is gross. Ugh. You know, like from top to bottom, all the way down, it's just fucking gross. Actually, I found a fun stat about that. I mean, not really fun, but just interesting. Fun facts. Like, why do I got three and eight stuck in my hand today? (laughs) There's there's only like a small percent of prisons that are private. Like, the rest of the prisons are are run by state and the federal federal government and stuff. But the the small majority of them aren't private prisons. Or are private prisons. The issue is that is that a lot of states mandate that their prisons have to meet reach a certain capacity of it being full in order for it to get right. funding. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these states, even though they're like functioning as a nonprofit, like you know, state ones, they have to meet a certain capacity for them to get that funding. And then so you have this incentivization from like officers to start putting people into those prisons. And so what we start to see is that policing happens in very gentrified areas, you know, like like Salina, like it's gentrified. Like the trailer park behind McDonald's, I live there. And Which like, trailer? Oh. oh, the one. Yeah, like on North or like the planet, like behind. Yeah, there's like one. just a bunch mm-hmm. of trailer parks. But if mm-hmm. you like go like a few blocks down, there's like all these nice houses, and especially on the north side of Salina. Mm-hmm. So what you see is that these police officers go to these poor gentrified areas, which tend to be people of color residing in those houses or those residences, because not all of them are houses. Some of them are you know like what is it a camper because they can't afford yeah. yeah like they can't afford housing which is ridiculous. well they just need to sell drugs just ah. sell drugs and you yeah, can afford break the law or make stuff. money <laughs> it's not that hard yeah <laughs> so you see that this policing happens in these areas and then they can't afford you know like you know municipal court system that we have that's like for profit so like it's just you have to get a public defender which is usually dog shit whole, yeah that there, there's so much there's so much that goes into into how policing is essentially racist that it's it to me it seems like it'd be better to say it's their target it's income based they're being uh classist yeah mm-hmm. like it's i mean like that would that would save a lot of the white people the white rage like i'm oppressed too uh yeah like we see like this classist struggle happening um, but when we look at the class of struggle, it starts off with people of color. So like, yeah. yes, we see poor white individuals face a lot of struggles that people of color face. I am a woman of color. Yeah. I'm Chicana. But, but it's not as bad as people yeah, of color. Like the struggles yeah. are very mm-hmm. similar, obviously not as entrenched, but like the class struggle 
is very real, but it begins with individuals of color, and then it now has extended forward into poor white individuals, and we see that those people are pried on very heavily too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't they don't uh, view it like that. Yeah, and it's and it's um, that's one thing too. Like when we talk about the class struggle and the race struggle, there's a huge like interconnectedness between the between both. But the class struggle and race struggle should never be – they're not the same, right? Mm-hmm. But they are very interconnected simply because the economy fucks over people of color. Yeah. Um, but if you're a poor white person, you get fucked over too. But mm-hmm. not as bad as a poor black person. So, I mean, it could like, be um, worse, I right? think it was it – was, I mean, obviously, it's not just Angela Davis. But a lot – you know, Angela Davis spoke about it in one of her speeches where she was like, the way you maintain power and uh, you know, using racism mm-hmm. um, you know, to divide the proletariat is um, – by telling the poor white worker that if they don't work hard enough or they unionize, you'll get replaced by a person of color who they can pay less or exploit. And that's manifesting very heavily nowadays with immigration when they're like, oh, those dirty immigrants are stealing our jobs. It's like, that's exactly what they're telling you. And, it's yeah. like, and you know, where, uh, people will constantly be like, no, you know, immigrants increase the economy. They help you out. They're taking the jobs that you want to do, but they're not going to hear it because their bosses are telling them. When they come in here, I'll cut you out because they'll work for less. Yeah. And that's yeah. treated as the norm. Yeah. Like, yeah. People know that's a fucking thing. And it's just like, yep, walk about my day. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, I, well, I'm not going to fight the powers that be because obviously everything is fine. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with the, the, the classism versus racism thing, too, is because you get into that. You get white people stuck in that thought that that they're always going to have a leg up by doing something. At least know? they're not black. Yeah. yeah, it's like our bosses are like, your enemies and us. Sure, I'm exploiting your labor and stealing all your surplus value, but it's those darn black people who are going to steal your jobs and come up if you dare work less hard. And yeah. you get terrified because the way our system works is if you don't work, if you are not selling your labor, you are starving on the street. Mm-hmm. You will even not even eat. if you do sell your labor, you're still probably starting on the street. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's be clear with that. Unless you are completely selling yourself and your labor and what you do to the state, you are starving. Uh, I, and, 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 and that's the worst part. I work for a company under the Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. I'm not the only one in here that does, but I've been tempted to quit that shithole, even though I make good fucking money, because it's so against my fucking morals. Mm-hmm. But I know. Life would be a fucking struggle. My wife would be scared and all of that because these crooked fucks owning businesses around town mm-hmm. and the Chamber of Commerce itself. It's all wrong. Yeah. The whole thing from top and to bottom. I'm excited that you guys are like 10 years younger than me and you're fucking trying to do something about it because I didn't have the balls to when I was your age. Mm-hmm. So keep at it, please. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of the things that you're talking about is the what is it, the Southern strategy that like heavily started with reagan and extended all the way over to clinton um so we started to see with like nixon's era was the war on drugs happening which was kind of more of like a rhetorical war obviously very bad but with reagan you saw it turn into like an actual war on drugs which is Mm -hmm. egregious campaign absolutely useless all it does is in prison oh yeah and so yeah and they target like people of color more than they do whites yeah Kind of going back to your joke of like just sell drugs. It's like CIA is coming to these black neighborhoods. Like, hey, take this crack and sell it. You guys yeah. want some drugs? And then arrest them. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, go sell this. And then they punish those drugs even more. You see a white person with like a kilo of coke. You're like, ah, slap on the wrist. Get out of here, yeah, man. That's a you, white color crack. You joker. You see, you see like a gram of crack on a black person. You know, he's on the ground being like kicked in the stomach. Yeah, and well, getting I mean, thirty years in prison. It, for it, it takes a lot less than that. 
<laughs> let's let's be honest. Yeah, like you just have to be black person existing. You're on the ground yeah. getting kicked. Oh, you like breathing? Mm-hmm. They'll find some crack and sprinkle it on <laughs> you. Let me yeah, kneel on your neck on so you can't do that either. Uh, but are we going to admit, are we going to pretend like the Contras didn't need help? Is that what you're trying to say? Contra? The Contras? The Contras didn't need help? Oh, uh, yes, they do. Uh, we need our cocaine and they need their money. Exactly. <laughs> so let's not uh, pretend like it wasn't yeah, for a good We do cause. need our cocaine. <laughs> the man has a point. Uh, but you, you reminded me of a store, like, of. Like you just triggered a bunch of PTSD in me. Oh shit! I Sorry, hate, <laughs> I hate cops because I grew up in both rural and urban communities in Kansas. And mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about Kansas is the cops will treat you like shit no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the that things I remember is one of the strategies that they do is they'd go into a trailer park, bang on your door, accuse you of something, and then say, "Well, I heard your neighbor did this, and I'm going to do this to you unless you talk to me about that." Mm-hmm. And um. And that's why I hate talking to cops. And whenever yep. a cop pulls into like a parking lot I'm in or something like that, I immediately get up and walk away, which them looks suspicious, but I'd much rather not talk to them. Um, and that's one of the scariest things about living here, like just being alive and being young and poor, uh, is that there's nothing I can really do. Um, well, you're doing something. Yeah, I'm doing Collectively, something. you guys are well, doing something. That's I mean, more than the four of us in our 30 30- years of life have hey, like, I, I voted I'm five doing, times like i do i mean like i am doing something but there's nothing i can do like i can't tell them to fuck in the off. moment yeah yeah I, I can't tell them to fuck off well you're white you can yeah, yeah. no because you yeah. probably just you're say what white. yeah uh i actually once said a really bad joke to a cop once and he just immediately grabbed his gun like i was like here are you here arrest me and he just and just stared at me for like five minutes. And yeah, then, like then, the, the no, he had a flex. That intimidation yeah. tactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to go a little bit, uh, a little bit back to what you were saying about being, you know, a worker in the chamber of commerce, right? One of the conversations that we were having at like five in the morning the other day, because like this is the kind of stuff, you know, people are always like, oh, those kids be talking about like their TikTok and shit. <laughs> it's like, no, we're talking about how we can, you know, how classism is affecting us in America and even in our like small, t- you know. So you guys are doing shrooms. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, one of the, the things we were talking about is like. How much can the Sunflower Coalition do in the way of reform before, you know, because like under the systems that we work in, there will always have to be someone at the bottom, like someone who is unemployed in order for their employers to use them as a threat of replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's true, then someone will always have to be poor and someone will always be targeted by police. And, you know, those people will probably be people of color, which entrenches racism again. So it's like, how far can we really go with these legal reforms before we reach a wall where like there is no more that you can do as long as you exist in a structure that gives business owners all the power yep. and needs people at the bottom in order to continue functioning. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean like we're I mean we, we all agree that we're doing something good and we're glad that we're doing something, but we know that at some point it's not gonna be enough. The, and this the honestly the saddest reality of change is all of us in this room probably aren't gonna see the effects of it. But if we can start that bar, ball rolling, our kids, our kids' kids, they will see it. They will understand it. Um, the, the biggest thing for me and in, in, in that is you can only go so far is like my thought is you change the generation after you. So you, you correct their thought process, get them away from that. Th- these poor people, these underprivileged people are your enemy th- mentality as early as possible. Instill it in them young and get, keep, keep them moving forward. So they can pass that down. And eventually there's not going to be anybody to oppress because everybody just sees everybody as a fucking human being. 
Is that, a, is that a pipe dream? Probably. That is. But it's real hopeful. I have time. done. I have done mushrooms <laughs> yeah. several times. I was gonna say that is like, super hopeful. You know, yeah. super sane. Hopeful. It's like the system we live in, right, necessitates well, someone to be at the somebody bar. oppressed. Well, um, we're we're raised to rely on a business. Dad says, "Get a job. You get a fucking job when you're a teenager, and then there goes life." Fuck yeah. that. There needs to be there needs to be like a almost a revolt to where everyone goes. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Fuck yeah. that. Let's live off the land no, as people. And and that's what gets scary, too, because when you start saying things like revolt and like we need to change the system, people are like, oh, my God, this person is a domestic terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's I've like, talked about Molotov cocktails many a time on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like it's like what will it take? Like, I mean, like I'm not going to make take any specific stance because I don't want anyone calling me a commie. Or, you know, yeah, well, um, you are. So I mean, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. So I'm not going to make a specific stance. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll discuss that off off the off uh, the record. I, I've said it a million but times. Eat the rich. At, yeah, eat the rich. Mm-hmm. At some point, we need to make sure that those people, you know, you almost have to flip the script on them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so now you'll start oppress the, the, majo- the minority yeah. still? Oppress the 1%. Jesus. Yeah. Duh. I mean, Jeff, Be- Jeff so Bezos ridiculous. will not in his lifetime or in the lifetime of his, like, his next three generations ever eat through even the principal amount, much less the interest yeah. on the money he owns right now. Yeah, yeah. he could stop and making he's, money he's now. He's going to be a be trillionaire. Right. Forever. If, yeah. He can just let his money sit in the bank. And like, I mean, like I have like a thousand dollars in my savings account at like 0.15% percent interest. Mm -hmm. 0.15% interest on a trillion dollars is more than enough to keep him a lot. It's like just. Yeah, that's probably more than the average salary of this room. Combined. Yeah. Like it just, it's insane. Nobody needs that much money. Um, And in Salina, we see that on like on, on a micro scale too. Like there are people here. Who have a lot of money, and you can see it. Just like drive, drive down, drive down Ohio, and just watch as the quality of houses get worse and worse and worse as you go farther north. At what point are we going to start discussing the fact that our business owners will always pay our workers less than they're worth because that's how they turn a profit? You pay mm-hmm. your workers less than what they're no, worth, so they turn more of a profit. Well, not even that, because if you pay your workers what they're worth, what they're creating for you, then you're then you're then you're making zero, right? You're 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 breaking even because mm-hmm. that's the cost. You know, you're, the cost of labor, right? So you have to pay them slightly less in order to make to make a profit for your business. But um, but see, to me, that's backwards thinking. If you pay, if everybody pays their workers more money, that means they'll have more money to spend. That means more money going to your business, and it's just it's a cycle. Nobody needs to keep money; it just fucking stagnates there, mm-hmm. and shit dies. Well, that's, that's what's fucked up about our economy is yeah. nobody has money to spend. Yeah, except for the rich people that don't spend the money. And that's and they keep bailing out those rich peoples that don't spend the money. There's a reason they're rich, because they don't spend any fucking money. That's that's the first lesson of economics I got told when I was a pizza delivery guy. Rich <laughs> people don't tip. You deliver not, pizza, rich people don't fucking tip. That's why they're rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's because you're black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't trying to live in the hood. <laughs> There's this good lecture that a uh, um, professor somewhere, I don't know, his name's Richard Wolf, though, and he explains it like this. Say that you are the boss of a chair manufacturing company. There are two things that cost money. One, the raw materials, the wood, the glues, the hammers, the nails. The owner acquires that any means necessary. You know, mm-hmm. We don't really know where he gets it from, but he gets it. And the second thing is the worker, the laborer, puts in a certain amount of time, certain amount of effort, and that is worth the amount of money. And, you know, so let's say the raw materials are worth 100. Um, 
and the laborer is also worth a hundred. In the end total, it's worth two hundred. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, if you pay your worker a hundred, you're not making any money because you got to pay off the you got to pay off the materials. So you got to pay him less. Mm-hmm. So you being generous, you know, you pay him fifty. That means you get fifty, but he's not getting what he's worth. Mm-hmm. You are taking away what he is worth, that worker, and giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And on a mass scale, you know, that's how you get worker. That's how you get rich. You exploit people. Oh yeah. No one gets rich by being nice. Mm-hmm. You have to exploit people and you have to oppress people in like order Bill to Gates get that. Is nice. Nah. He's also trying to. Oh fuck! I forgot. He's also yeah. trying to put fucking micro he's, robots into your. He vaccines created the coronavirus. The vaccines, man. They, the microchips. I misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. Bill uh, Gates, you devilish fuck. One of the things that a lot of people get wrong with this kind of thing is that the concept that oh how much you make is how much you're going to pay your worker mm-hmm. um they have the money before they even buy the resources because they need workers to be able to make this shit um so a lot of the times what they do is um if i like when i was working at perkins i was making like 750 an hour that's they, what i see in you yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> they had the 30 like the 50 dollars is making a day but what they didn't have was the 2000 that they made there. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to give me more because of how much they made. They already had that money. They already mm-hmm. paid me technically because they knew how much I was on work. And so when we, when people use that as a defense, I say, oh, well, just go out and eat and then we'll pay you more. They're not going to pay you more. Mm-hmm. What they're going to do is they're going to hold that, count it as capital, and then try and do it again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's exponential. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's, that's why we got to, you, you have to have a, a bottom livable wet minimum wage oh yeah like yeah. if you don't the, the uh, wages aren't going to go up obviously well, like you said people aren't kind like my current job we we set the the orders out record three times in the last two weeks and the last time we did it was by over 150 orders so and you know what we got out of that two dollars Pizza party from Little Caesars, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is the yeah. pizza party uh, structure. It's it you know oh. worked in elementary schools. It works now. You know <laughs> when when Corona's over, Sunflower Coalition's gonna have a pizza party. Like we're, <laughs> that's how we're gonna because none of us are getting paid. <laughs> yeah. You know we got we got people who are actual like working people. You know mm-hmm. who like we got people who are who are actually doing jobs and on top of that are like trying to do research, writing speeches. You know going through making meetings and it's like how am I gonna repay them? Well maybe I'll have a pizza party. You know, five. Um, just yeah, just crisp high five. No, but yeah, <laughs> at some, at some point, we yeah. also wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 at some point, we also have to question whether or not wages are ever going to be enough. You know what I mean? Like, you can increase the, the wage so much, you know, but as you increase the wages, they're going to need to also increase their prices in order to turn a profit. So things are just going to keep. Yeah. Prices are already increasing. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's like the point. Inflation. But like, as a wage, like a wage will always be less than what a person is worth. So I don't know if the response, I mean, like I am in, in favor of increasing wages, but at some point we've got to start questioning if the system of wages, it will ever be enough. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, that, 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 I was going to say, because we were, we were talking about police reform and now we are on economics. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it, happens. <laughs> it happens. I mean, it's, the, all, it's whole all intertwined. Game. It's really all intertwined. It is. The whole uh, fucking system is just, it's connected. Mm-hmm. And everything. One of the things that they do fuck you over with with higher wages, though, is you get taxed higher. Mm-hmm. And so usually after taxes, let's say back to what I was making at Perkins, seven fifty. After taxes, I was probably making about four dollars, like maybe four or five dollars. That's not livable. And so what they do is they say, oh, well, you make 
fifteen dollars here, but after taxes, you're probably making around eight. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I don't, I'm not going to say it's a something that helps them, but uh, and I'm not going to get into conspiracy theory, but I do think that bosses do know that taxes play a factor in how much they're paying. So they aren't actually giving the money to taxes; they're just saying this is how much someone is what they owe you, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. And they don't actually pay you what you are meant to be paid like they aren't giving you the fifteen dollars they're just holding that money just giving you the eight Mm -hmm. so yeah it's well it's one of my quote-unquote rebellious acts is i basically refuse to work overtime like i get that it's time and a half for me but my time is worth way more than any job is ever going to pay me so i don't give a flying fuck if your numbers are too low that's your problem that ain't my problem oh yeah i made my 40 hour money i'm going home you can kiss I, my fucking dick if your shit don't go out the door. I don't give a shit. And I probably did more work in those 40 than half them fucking overtime employees did in 50. So mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Ooh, calling out Blake's voice. Oh. Calling out Blake's I'm voice. Trying to find, I'm trying to find <laughs> this Drum very... Alert. <laughs> I'm trying to find this very important meme that's about... <laughs> that's like... That's like... I want to... Uh, sit on the floor all of day but i must work for somebody so that i can have enough money to sit on the floor some of day yeah Yeah. Um, and it's just a picture of kermit the frog like crying on the floor it's really (laughs) it's really sad super existential so what are are you guys doing any sort of like tracking or data or like counting your wins or stuff along the way to show that you're like making a fucking difference like miles yeah, I mean, like, like i have faith that you will but showing that you have i think is very important too yeah <laughs> you know one way that we're i mean like i guess our our big th- i mean like one of our big wins was i guess small wins mm-hmm. was getting this public forum to happen yeah right we were like yo when are you going to start talking about things like okay we'll have a public forum our next thing is on the 20th on the meeting on the 20th, we will be presenting our first policies. Yeah. Um, and hopefully those will pass through, you know, um, hopefully. Um, which get is, their attention. So, yeah. yeah, you're going to get their attention first. You know, and they seem to be relatively on board on dissolving the current advisory board and making something better. So yeah. we're hoping that that will be at least something because then a couple of us are going to be heading off to college and we'll have to start our work up in Lawrence and it'll be great. Um, Lawrence is a lot better than Hislina. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard I've heard some things. I've heard some things about about Lawrence's. It's not perfect, but yeah. it's better than Salina. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's a bunch of like radical lefties in college who are like, let's take it on the system. You know, you got to start <laughs> capitalizing, networking like that. Mm-hmm. Well, but um, uh, now we're on Lawrence. Um, one of these sad things about Lawrence is that it's really rich. Um, so I don't want to go there because I know if I ever tell them anything about myself personally. Now I have to answer a bunch of questions from white people that have never experienced these things. Lawrence isn't really rich. Johnson County is really rich. Yeah, I heard that. Which is that right is. next to Lawrence. Uh, I'm on there a- is big money in Lawrence. I'm not going to bullshit you. I lived in a pretty expensive neighborhood with a friend of mine uh, after he got out of the military up there. But a lot of Lawrence, normal Lawrence, is poor. Yeah, there's a lot of poor in Lawrence. So I mean, normal, like those, are the, those are the best people. I'm had, telling you too. I had though. to debate Johnson those, those County. Those fucking kids. dudes have hell of parties. So like oh, Johnson, poor Lawrence is a fucking great place to be. It's like Johnson County is the hill in Salina. And yeah, the yeah. rest is Johnson County is so it's like, fucked up. The yeah, I will say if you if you go to Lawrence, stay away from Tennessee Street. <gasps> That's frat row. Those guys are douchebags. Um, sound yeah. not Johnson County is like if it's not the if it's not the richest district 
in America, at least school wise, I think it's one of like top ten, top five. Yeah, it's up. And we've there. De- and we've debated we've debated them. Mm-hmm. We've beat them a couple times, <laughs> um, but we've debated them. Like their debate team, like Blue Valley, is it Blue Valley Southwest that takes their debate team on a spring break trip to Europe? Like that would not. I was gonna say me. we have to fundraise to get to nationals. Like we're yeah. you know and like and like when we get to like even then like. Uh, I remember yeah. last time we went to nationals, we were like crammed in our suburbans and like <laughs> in, in like in the in between spaces, there was just like boxes of food because we couldn't afford to eat out, so we were just like taking beef jerky and shit with us. Mm-hmm. So that over the course of the week, we'd be like just munching on beef jerky as we're competing from like five in the morning until eleven p.m. for an entire week. Yeah, and you know, five <laughs> no, and it's really funny too because like remember that one time was it in Dallas? Was it in Dallas that we went to the Olive Garden and the entire table because because all the coaches that were with us. We're sitting at one table adjacent to the main table with all the competitors, all the high schoolers. And we were all crying. I remember that that day at, at Olive Garden. We were all crying like, God damn, we are so tired and stressed. Like, or any of, like, we were like, who do you think is going to, like, be the first one of us to die? Do you think we'll have to go to any of our funerals, like, early? And we were just kind of talking about how fucking awful it is that we were competing for so long for so little benefit, knowing that the rich kids were going to be the ones that went at the end. And then the coaches look over and like, why are, why are all of our kids crying? Like, are they okay? <laughs> it was it was great. They just never been to an Olive Garden before. Oh, fuck. Olive <laughs> First time they've been in this one. Is, this is the greatest authentic Italian food I've ever had. <laughs> um, one of our members wrote a wrote an essay, a college essay, um, on the, the, the prompt is like, Olive Garden says that they have infinite breadsticks, but considering that there's only a finite number of breadsticks in the universe, like resource in the universe, how is this possible? Explain using any terms you want, whether it be physics, philosophy, bio. And so that um, sounds like an awesome paper to write. He, his response, his response was, um, was, oh, well, you see, the human being can, like, on average, can only take about five gallons of food in their stomach before it ruptures. So that means that Olive Garden can make this claim as long as they have, they have enough breadsticks, uh, like, more than five gallons per person of breadsticks. And, and, you know, and, and then he emailed them later. And he's like, if you guys let me in, like, I will figure this out myself. I will go to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked at some of the previous prompts from that school, too. One of them was, was really scary. It was just find X. That was, and it's like a, it's supposed to be like a two page essay and it's like it's just find x just find x find it <laughs> that's it's, how you just you write x gonna give it to you and turn that bitch in <laughs> just so yeah, you guys probably don't get that reference no do you? isn't that i mean i, I only know from dmx deadpool. i only know from deadpool which hey is, hey it's dmx, DMX. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, i'm also i think the least pop culturally educated of all of us <laughs> I had to figure out what based was because of Robert over here. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, based? Based on what? <laughs> um, so what uh, – can you can you drop some hints on the policy? Oh, yeah. Can you, can you mean, give us a little, uh, a little say, hot take? It still, it still has – I mean, it's, it's only gone through its first section of revisions, but – Brian Nelson has to change his name to Stacey. <laughs> 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 That's, that's number, number one. one. Yeah. Hey, that, that'll, that'll, that'll catch their attention. <laughs> Yo, we will die on this hill. I would not be mad about it. <laughs> oh my god! You just give them the fucking suck it. Right <laughs> <up these fans. laughs> oh, I, I could hear myself peek on that. That's very sorry. Um, but uh, um, oh, so one of the uh, our larger policy is the one on redoing the CRB. Um, which is the Citizens Review Board. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would involve, one, probably dissolving the one that already exists. Two, giving it the actual power to do investigations because the current pol- like police advisory board can only review what is given to them by the chief of police. 
which means you have to rely on the police to do internal investigations first. So the police is policing themselves, and that's obviously bad. No, yeah. that, that um, works. No, it's great. It you know, that's actually. I mean, because because they're ninety yeah. percent of them are arrested for committing crimes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, no. So the the, they aren't the new advisory board would need to have the authority to conduct its own investigations um, and look into stuff. It also has to have the ability because the current advisory board, and you can check this uh, in Robert Cunningham's speech on I forgot what week it was, but he explicitly says that the advisory board, their job is not to change things; it's just to make recommendations which they have no authority to actually enforce the recommendations. In other places, like I believe Lawrence or Newton, the, the, the police advisory boards there can overstep the, um, they can make a recommendation to the police chief, but if they don't follow it, then they can overstep them to the city commission and have the city commission force those changes. Yeah. Um, so, so I'd like to recommend you guys stop killing black people. Oh, that's going to be a hard That's going to be a tough sell. It's going to hurt our revenue. Uh, like, let me check the, police excellence fund or, or <laughs> we've got loopholes to deal with that yeah. um, we didn't kill him he just stopped breathing on his yeah, own find us the day oh which yeah apparently we just aren't keeping very clear data on all like anything like stats on like the people were um and that was one thing too we were just talking to to davis and hodges and scrag after one of the meetings we, which like we've really made their jobs a lot harder because we they used to be getting out like 7 6 p.m and that the last meeting they didn't get out to like 10 30 p.m and, we oh, were, yeah. and uh, nice. luke, luke and, yeah luke and i sat there for six hours through that meeting um, uh, uh, honestly hodges probably loves that yeah. because we've Without had her on the podcast a couple of times and really? she is she's awesome yeah yeah and she's she's one of the ones that's she she's advocates for a time change to give people a chance to actually come to meetings, but she's she keeps telling us like it's a boys club and she's not a part of it. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm I'm not surprised. I really am not. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like there was secretly like some like secret cult like robed cult at the like at the basement of the chamber of commerce being like you know like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people say white people don't have culture. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, no, like uh, here, drink this. <laughs> but you know, when when we were talking to them, Scrag, like we were just bringing stuff up, and and Scrag made the comment like, "Oh, I don't even know if we have stats on that," and we were like, "Wait, what? You're the city manager. You're you're technically Chief Nelson's boss, and you don't know if we have stats on what the police are doing. Like, doesn't that seem a little?" Well, and that's another national problem. Like, yeah. there's there's so many things with well, police that they don't it, keep track of. It was of. James Comey, right? That was like you can fi- you can figure out how many people, like how many ice creams are eaten in a year, but you cannot tell me, you know, how many people are killed by the police because yeah. we just don't keep those stats. Well, think the, about how, I mean, think about our company and how a lot of it is still ran like it's the fucking nineties. The police too. department is a business too, and I bet they're running shit like it's still ninety nineteen ninety three as well. Mm. Which 1993 is actually that. when we got our SWAT our SWAT team. Huh. Fun wow, fact. you know so much. We found that out today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just plucked a random 90s date <laughs> out of my head, so. <laughs> it's it's those essential oils. It's, yeah. We're vibing. We're on the same way. Like, it's, it's worked, it's worked uh, through the 90s and 2000s. Why shouldn't it work now? It's you all. It, exactly. Not if it's not. Not if it's People working. People don't like change. If it's working, Which, don't yeah. fix. Don't don't. If you go to the, also the, the meeting where they talk about the the police advisory board, which was that week two or three, two, right? They, they well, that's one of the phrases they keep saying. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They kept saying it over and over again, and that's we were like, terrible, super broke. Like it's, it's actually yeah. like, are you being like purposefully ignorant? Like, do you know it's broken, and you're not saying? Are you just like dumb? Like, do you not realize that <laughs> yeah. it's broken? And I don't know which is. I think the, the first one's worse. Yeah, being the first one is worse. ignorant is definitely worse than being yeah. dumb. Yeah, because then like they're 
purposefully misleading the community because they know they're being recorded. They know that that stuff's going on public record. And they're saying it's not broken. Mm -hmm. So they know people are going to read it and they know people are going to cite them. So if they're willfully being ignorant, they're purposefully turning people into sheep. And you know how much those conservatives hate being a sheep. (laughs) I'm wearing a goddamn mask. I'm a sheep and it's not that bad. You're a black sheep, though. (laughs) Racist. That's problematic. Problematic. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Don't, don't, uh, don't do that. Um, So you guys are talking about the, your first policy is the uh, review board. Um, What, what did you have something you wanted to say? Uh, Oh, I was going to say to comment earlier. um, This is back to our founding. We were going way back, but we'll go back to you. Um, the reason why we call ourselves a human rights organization is because in Kansas specifically is that majority of people killed by police are white and usually unarmed. Um, and so I don't want to speak for all of us, but I kind of want to speak for myself. And it's that it hurts when people try and detract from that because mm-hmm. a lot of people are dying. Yeah. And so when we divide this up, it's making it easier for them to either say you're racist and then say, oh, you just hate white people, you hate black people, um, more white people are killed, therefore black people shouldn't be complaining, more black people are killed, therefore <laughs> white people one. shouldn't yeah. be complaining. We and, win. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> we win police brutality. <laughs> and one of and that's disgusting. <laughs> Still and, You're and right that's though. Disgusting it's because we're talking about thing. people mm-hmm. here. They're 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 people being killed by police. And when you try to detract from this issue, when you say more white people are being killed, Black Lives Matter is full of shit, yeah. then you are now playing into the hands of the people of like justifying the murder of white people. Yeah. You're now saying, oh, yeah, we killed a bunch of people in that bombing, in that hospital bombing, but what about all the terrorists that died? Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> one of the things i want to make clear is they had families sorry (laughs) one of the things that we want that we want to make clear is that we don't care if they're white or black they're still people Mm -hmm. and the police killing them when they're unarmed when it was usually either for a warrant being served and them just being like oh you're being physical with me blam blam yeah um we're not gonna fall for that um a lot of people now are starting to be like oh you're a hate group um, show like that. Yeah, that's, we we don't care about the skin of them. We care about the fact that they're people and that they're being killed by fucking cops mm-hmm. and cops who are getting away with this. Yeah. Um, in every case, I think around maybe sixty people were killed in Kansas. No cop was ever charged. I think they blamed one of the killings on some guy. The swatting, um, huh? The swatting one you're talking about? Um, no, I think the swatting one. But there's a little girl that was shot and killed. Mm. Um, and they blamed it on our kidnapper. Um, <laughs> if he would have just got out of the car, he wouldn't have shot it up. <laughs> yeah, um, and weird. that's actually what happened. They no shot at a moving way. car. They shot at a moving car. It hit the little girl who's in the back seat, and then they're just like, "Oh well, the kidnapper was there." Jeez, well, so. if, if we had X-ray scopes, they need X-ray scopes so they can not hit people in moving cars. <laughs> I've seen the back of a comic book. Them bitches are only a dollar fifty. <laughs> If you don't need twelve thousand dollars. If we just had a tank, we could have blown up the entire fucking street. Look, look. We just need to outfit the, the, the police force in Iron Man suits. <laughs> just all Iron Man suits. The uh, the 
the point you were making about people saying Black Lives Matter is only about black people comes from a place of ignorance, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you if you literally literally read what their mission is for, yeah. it's for the reforms of school or a school system. It's yeah. for just poor people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have their own. I didn't know they had a fucking website. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's so well, and that they aren't a uh, organization, yeah, they, they have like chapters and everything like that. So I guess they're not really wholly organized, but well, and that's one of my favorite things too is like when people are like, "Well, more white people get killed by cops," and everybody's like, "Well, yeah, that's not okay either." You know, yeah, like we're not white, saying that's yeah. not a, you oh, know, okay. like. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't think about that. Yeah, what? That, that's one thing too. Like that was a long thing that we've we've talked about. I was like, how do we position ourselves as a platform, right? Because you know the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, people are always like, well, it's they, people think it's like only Black Lives Matter. Obviously not. No. And the same way when we first started, we were called the colorless performance by some of the people that we were trying to reach out to. Yeah. Because yeah. we were, a, you know, they're like, well, you're including. It's like no, you know, like. We there's so many things that are interconnected with the problems in society that affect people of color, mm-hmm. you know. But we're doing something. We're we're do- this is the bottom line. We're doing something. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that you know, like we understand that the positions we're coming from were championed by the La- Black Lives Matter movement, specifically around police reform. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're talking about reform, you got to look at a lot of different factors. Yeah, it's I mean like poverty. Housing, education, economic opportunity. Um, in addition to that, the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's, it's just really funny. You know, your color is performance. It's like I'm brown. Like I'm literally brown. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's just <laughs> God. It's great. Me too. I'm great brown. and fun. Hashtag. Hashtag brown lives matter. The thing with like the narrative that we have of like, well, X person was a criminal. X person was like running away. It's like we need to end that narrative that no one should have been killed in the first place. Whether or not you have a criminal record, whether or not you were running away, whether or not you're resisting arrest from an officer that is like manhandling you very heavily. Like we need to end that narrative of like, well, if they did something wrong, well, then they deserve to be shot because we need a question first. Why is someone being shot in the first place? And, like, why mm-hmm. are we allowing someone who has, like, all-end power over someone? Because, like, the, there's, yeah. like, an imbalance of power. And, like, my, one of my former teachers is a history teacher, and he was formerly a cop. And he talked about how officers, like, they would have to navigate, like, their encounters with civilians in a way that they would try to get individuals to waive their rights. His quote, like, he said... We try to get individuals to waive their rights when we are first confronting them at an arrest so we can then, like, not have to do the Miranda rights. We don't have to, like, let them know that they're, like, un- that their person is being seized illegally. Mm-hmm. And so what we see is that the whole the thing narrative just needs scam. to be flipped in a way of, like, no one should be dying in the first place whether or not you are a convicted felon or a criminal or any of those things in the first place. So, like... I think we need to, like, move away because whenever we see, like, you know, videos of, like, George Floyd, like, passing away, unfortunately, just, like, any video in general, the first thing we think was, well, was he resisting arrest? Like, does he have a criminal record? Like, does that even matter? No. Because no. mm-hmm. c- c- the police aren't executioners. They're not judge, jury, and executioner, yes. period. They're supposed to be upholding the law. and Protecting the, and serving. Yeah. And then that shit does not extend to murdering people in the streets. Yeah, especially like, when they they'll let like fucking Dylan Roof kill nine people in a church and take them to fucking Burger King before I mean, they, they take them to jail. They weren't white people, so it's you not know? as bad. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. That's what I was about to say. That's, like, yeah. you know, you see right. George Floyd, people are like, oh, but he had drugs in his system. He uh, he robbed a pregnant woman. I don't give a fuck. He was murdered. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. do, he didn't, like, did he do that shit before he got killed? No, that was years ago. Yeah. Like, did he get charged for it? Did he pay the time for it? If he did, then he shouldn't have died for it. That doesn't matter. Ahmaud Arbery. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, but there's videos of him going to a house. I don't give a shit if he stole the entire house on his back. He should not have died. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, and, and fucking yeah, like, Eric Gardner getting choked out for fucking selling loose cigarettes. Yeah. Like, going, really? A 50 Trayvon cent cigarette Martin, was worth somebody's like, life? Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, you know, like he, people are like, oh, but he attacked George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman wasn't in uniform. He attacked Trayvon Martin George, first. George Zimmerman isn't a cop. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking neighborhood watch. Yeah, haven't you seen that movie? Yeah. Haven't you seen watch? that movie? And it's like he gets off on the stand your ground law mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, Trayvon Martin should have attacked him. Motherfucker, what did he get off like, on? Even, yeah. even the stand your ground law doesn't mean you can just shoot somebody. Yeah. Like it, you can, it means you can, uh, you can resist with the same force that you're being attacked. Yeah, with. I mean, like, like if I come at you with a sword, you can't just shoot. So he should have killed Trayvon Martin with an Arizona yeah. tea and a bag of Skittles. Yeah, just like, yeah. Let me go to the go. store, Trayvon. Hold on, I'll be right back. You stay right here. The way it was applied yeah, is Amazon like if I went up to Santi, maybe in two days. Like the way the way the law was applied is like if I go up to Santi, punch him in the face, and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And he pushes me back. I pull out my gun and I just pop a cap in his ass. And they're yeah. like, oh, what you were ass. you were fine, bro. <laughs> like that's exactly how it was. And people were so, justifying it. America. So to go back to your point about narratives and stuff, yeah. the the funny thing to me is the people using that narrative, well, you should have listened to the cops, you should have done this, you should have done that, are the same exact people that are like, Man, fuck the government. I don't want to deal with government telling me what to do with my life. Not understanding that police are part an extension of the government yeah like they're, literally they're, they're yeah. the state they're, they're the enforcement of the government it's so right. weird and i'm gonna have robert talk about this because because robert has a lot of strong feelings on this but it's so weird that so much of kansas and just like midwestern people are are super anti-establishment but for some reason they're like obey the government you know yeah. it's like yeah. it's like well no you you yourself are like fuck the government we need a smaller government it's like yeah. well yeah i agree you're I, the same people bitching about a fucking mask ordinance in yeah town, you know it's just it's stupid and it's it, so it, dumb that's you know? the thing it's like like it's annoying when you hear check your privilege but that is the definition of check your privilege you know because you are willfully disobeying an ordinance not a law yes but an ordinance that the same system has established yeah. But and you're okay with that. Infringed. You're like, okay with that. But you can justify a man getting choked to death for having selling loose cigarettes in the corner. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. No, like with, when the protests oh, yeah. happen, when the protests and the riots happen, mm-hmm. people were like, they're disrespecting the law. They're not, you know, staying inside during the, the during the, what is it called? The, no, no, not quarantine. No, no, no. It was like the, the no, no, no. It's the curfew, right? Because they yeah. set a curfew in cities, curfew. and they're like they have to pay. T- I mean, it's like you weren't staying. You were you were criticizing curfews during quarantine for why a are fucking you, haircut. Yeah, why are you not criticizing? You were taking yeah. AKs into fucking state capitals. It's stupid because because they, yeah. they're like two they're weeks like, before. Because you know, during the protest, they're like, oh, you got to obey the law. You know, there's a da- there's a curfew. But while while there was curfews during quarantine, they were like, fuck the government. They can't. It's t- personal freedom. Mm-hmm. So that, <laughs> and it's like. No, you're just a hypocrite. Yeah. You don't like that it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh my God. What I think is really funny too is that. Um, For some reason they interpret it as oppression. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, Look, white right, people you're... are oppressed. You can't just go to the store yeah. and buy fucking avocado bread. Why white people want? Why <laughs> do white people want to be oppressed so damn bad? Because it's part of black culture, and black culture is cool. <laughs> <laughs> the man has a point. Spitting facts. <laughs> yeah. No bars. I, I, okay, a little bit of like a, like a meta. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna astrally project it on my body here for a second. Oh shit! Um, shh, I'm on the, the ceiling. Heat, this man's done mushrooms. <laughs> um, um, Yo, but, acid dipped mushrooms. <laughs> um, but like, I think it's really funny, right? Because these are the kind of conversations we have amongst ourselves and the kind of stuff that, you know, like, but um, if you look at our videos at the city commission, we have to present ourselves much differently. Right? Oh, yeah. So like the city, the city commission saw me saying, you know, everything that I've been saying here, <laughs> cursing and talking about shrooms yeah. and being like, uh, to, be like to fuck, be, fuck capitalism, you know, to be in general, he hasn't been talking about shrooms. Yeah. Well, mainly me. I have been talking about yeah. shrooms. But, you know, like it's like. The fact that I have to create a different personality from like the politician, right, in quotes, mm -hmm. a version of myself to the um, my natural self. To be right? listened to. To be listened to, right? And yeah. th that's just basic code switching. And it's probably because the city commission is a white space, right? Yeah. Professionality is is white, right? Uh, and it, I've been saying it for probably years at this point. We, we need that generation to just die. So that we can evolve as a come on Corona, yeah. you like, can do it. You know how many times I've just wanted to drop like just an f bomb in the middle of like, why is this so fucking stupid? Mm -hmm. Because it is. Just, yeah. just think, say pussy instead. Like no, like like seriously, like like when they were like, oh, they're you know the 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 police the police advisory board isn't broken, don't fix it. I wanted to just be like, that is fucking stupid and wrong. Do but it. I can't. Like, who, no. who cares? Like, like honestly, just well, the fucking thing is, normalize that shit. But he'll get pulled out. That's the reason yeah. that they'll they'll and they, I they, I risk they gotta, and I risk losing the public support too because like the reason we have you know the reason they're not calling us those crazy kids is because we present ourselves as adults you know we present ourselves as reasonable and mature quote unquote civilized yeah, yeah, yeah no like I have to come out there and be like hello thank you for giving me your time to listen to a problem that you created here are right? some tortillas yeah. I hope you like them um and it's and it's stupid <laughs> Sorry. right because I can't you know because like, there is something to be said there is something to be said about about rage, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have a right to be frustrated and I have a right to express that frustration to the people who have the direct power to change what is frustrating me, but refuse to, mm -hmm. but I can't, yeah. right? I, I have to switch into my professional, AKA white version of myself oh, yeah. in order to be listened to and to be reasoned with. Well, Otherwise have, they just, they just reject me at face. Have mm -hmm. you seen the, the video of the dude in, what was it? Louisville uh, at the school board? We called out the chick for shopping while oh, he was talking like to him. Tanya about, or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, while he was, they were talking about changing the name of the school. Yo, that dude had bars. He got, he got towards the end of it, um, they ended up not voting in a, a, a black woman into the, like, I don't know, superintendent position or something like that. And he got up and started getting pretty heated with the whole thing. And they just basically shouted him down for his 30 seconds of public time. And then as second he got off the podium, they canceled the public time and moved on with the rest of the fucking meeting so like that's the thing they got you got to worry about if you yeah. try to get too too vocal about your, your what you're passionate about which is bullshit which is dumb it's, it it's really so dumb. fucking stupid because it's like you get people that go up there but at the same time you get dumbass people that go up there and scream about masks and jesus so, oh yeah <laughs> Uh, you gotta. There is a kind of a line. Our, I, yeah. Like as I was going through that thought, I was like, "Wait, so, hold on." Yeah. So I saw that video from for me Florida. not to wear a piece of cloth it, in my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then let it come down to a all who votes this motherfucker off the stand. 
And then even the crowd will go, yeah, get this motherfucker yeah. out of here next. Bye. But yeah. don't don't put the power in their hands still. Like, let people have a voice. Yeah. Which, and that's the thing. Like, I wish that we could make it a normal thing for the cops or the city council or anything. It's like, we're your boss. You're not ours. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we pay your salary. You're yeah. a servant to the people. At least yeah. you claim to be. Yeah. But all of a sudden, that you're telling me that, your you're gonna, job that you're going to roll over my house with a tank? Like... So what is it? Are you a servant or are you going to kill me? Like, mm-hmm. wh- there's there's a clear difference there. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it it also just really and this is just more of a personal thing, but it pisses me off that I can't see what the commissioners and our authorities, like Mr. Nelson and Mr. Morton, oh Stacy, who they are, who yes Stacy, um, who these people no. are, right? I know who what their jobs are. I know that they are professionals, but what are they actually like? Like, where's the transparency? Uh, you know, I was like, I want to know who you are as a person, so I can reason with you as a person. I don't want to be reasoning with the facade of who you are. Yeah, like. I mean, like, I appreciate that they come out and talk to us, you know, and, like, express how they really feel uh, to some extent afterwards. I mean, like, I know uh, Davis and I were talking about, like, how we shouldn't have courts for profit. And I was like, hell yeah, why didn't you say that during the meeting? Maybe that would have been cool to say on the record. See, the the funny thing is, is Barack Obama showed us, like, you have to be perfect if you're a black man in any position of power. Mm -hmm. Like, one slip up, one tan suit. One tan suit. And you're fucking gone. That's all it takes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yet you have people fucking <laughs> with millions of rape allegations and shit. Nobody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's expected. You're white. You should rape people. Yeah. You can uh, do that. It's uh, your right as American. Um, and one of the sad things about that, too, is, and as we talked about earlier, is a lot of these meetings are barred from, like, workers. Like, mm-hmm. that's nationwide. Like, a lot of people that are critical of Obama were people that had the time to do it, that had the time to be like, oh, Obama didn't probably old, shake this Old white hand. people. Old white people. That dude um, that sits above the interstate every fucking day. Yes. I want to sit next to him one day. Coronavirus. And one of the, the sad things about this is, and I'm going to admit this, a lot of white working class people watch fox news what mm-hmm. a lot of them Are because because it, sure? it's a standard channel it, mm-hmm. it's like the only news channel they can watch that isn't boring um and but it's this, also not news that's why it's not boring <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tucker Carlson is, kind of fun to watch like, is he rage. like if you like smashing your head against a brick wall with nails sticking out yeah Yeah, 90% of their program is opinion. Yeah. 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 So we we could get a show on Fox. Tell that to our moms. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Uh, But um, as I was saying, um, and so as I specified earlier, and I think if we ever did start ranting about white people, like in public, Fox News would pick it up and be like, oh, here's some anti-white, anti-worker, anti-all this. And this will resonate with a lot of people. Um, a lot of people um, who watch this and are workers and are white and are, can then be like, hmm, well, I don't, like, all I, this happens to me a lot. This yada, yada, yada. It's not just black people. Therefore, they don't care about me and they only care about black people. Mm-hmm. And they will push that narrative a lot. 
Um, and that's one of the sad things about Kansas is that a lot of these struggles that we're talking about affect them. It affects everyone. It affects not just black people. It affects white people as well. But they don't see that because the only source of information they're getting is from a group that is now the pushing that narrative. Yeah, yeah the controlled the the token right wing news news media. Yeah, um, there's a lot of white trash <laughs> in the world. Yeah. We're, we're not much different. <laughs> hey, shout out um, to the Lincoln Project, though. And shout one of the, the other things that was brought up at the last meeting was uh, race sheets, like what you put down as your race on like government sheets and stuff like that. And she brought up a lot of good points, such as the fact that when you just say African-American, it doesn't actually say what you are because mm-hmm. you're black, but that doesn't mean you're African. And that also deals with white people because a lot of white people don't it implies that they're Anglo, like they're Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, yada, yada, a wasp. And that's not the case. A lot of white, like when we think of Muslim, we think of brown turbans. Terrorists. But a lot yeah. of Southern Russians, which are white, are Muslim. Yeah. A lot of... And Asian. Yeah, and Asian. And a lot of um, uh, the Balkans are Muslim, but they're predominantly white. Um, it, when we don't focus on the specifics of something, it's easier for them to general, generalize it and then de- uh, demonize any kind of criticism of that vast thing. Mm-hmm. Because um, a lot of people that like to bring up how white people are oppressed is because Italians were oppressed and how uh, <laughs> the Irish, Irish people were oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but to your point... And, like, they're not... That guy knows. They're not wrong because <laughs> in the South, one of the second largest groups to be lynched were Italians, mm-hmm. Italian immigrants. I think one of the largest uh, KKK riots, which where they actually tried to overthrow the state government, was over the federal government telling them not to lynch a bunch of Italians. What a bunch of assholes. Yeah, and, um, and that's one of the hey. sad... Stop killing people. Yeah, unless no. you're a cop. I don't want to. Unless you're a cop, stop killing what people. To your black? point, though, like you're you're right again. It's it's such a targeted discussion instead of a human discussion that it yeah. almost makes a very small percentage outraged instead of most of the fucking percentage outraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening to all of us, not just oh those little people over there. Yeah, bullshit. And, and so I think. On this, we have to be very specific and we have to be very not nuanced, but tell them to go fuck themselves if they want to try and detract from the fact that people are being killed, not just a specific group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Another good case is that uh, they will oftentimes bring up uh, black Hebrews who are anti-Semitic and are very racist um, and use that as justification to not support Black Lives Matter. They will also use um, the Jewish Defense League, which is also racist, um, and use that to support anti-Semitism. They will use... Um, you can find a reason to detract de- from the the overall... Mm-hmm. If you're looking hard enough for it. Yeah. But none of that shit... Like, people, people are so short-sighted that they can't understand that these small factions don't re- represent the majority of yeah. the people that are supporting any movement. And yeah. one of the other funny things is that... Uh, we like to also demonify ethnicities for past, like uh, Germans for Nazis and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we then create that kind of stigma against that minority. Um, the This will probably surprise you. 
a lot of South America has a very large Nazi presence mm -hmm. because of people going in. I can actually show you guys pictures of Mexican Nazis who are just like, we need white people out of here. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I remember in growing South up. South Africa? Yeah, South, South America. America. Oh, South America. Yeah. Like, there's know. also South African Nazis. Yeah. There, well, there's there's also South African Nazis. I can tell you I about mean, that too. Nazi propaganda is getting huge in like every, Japan every or Korea too. Um, Just and it's a so, weird counterculture thing there. Yeah, and there's also the stigma that uh, minorities can't be racist, but then when they are and they're vocal about it, they can then say, "Oh, this is justification for this. This is justification for that." Um, and that's also fucked up. Uh, shout out to Deshaun Jackson. That was a like, bad week for him. Anti-blackness is rooted in almost absolutely everything. Like in the Hispanic and Latinx community, anti-blackness is heavy. Mm -hmm. Like you do not want to bring home like a black man as like your significant other. And like there's the stereotypes obviously that you've heard about. Black it's people just have like, big dicks, that one. <laughs> Jake's just trying to humble brag over here. Yeah, Don't you know, listen to him. But... <laughs> <laughs> and so like the thing i'm glad about the sunflower coalition is that we advocate for everyone and um because yeah like anti-blackness is rooted everywhere like even in like communities of like minorities and like lgbtqa plus communities as well like it's everywhere and mm -hmm. like you know, even black people like yeah, oppress black people you should not say that Seth. <laughs> you are not in that kind of yeah seth you shouldn't say that yeah whoever said that um, you are the whitest one here you do got red hair so <laughs> no offense <laughs> yeah but um it's just that like there's always going to be anti something like anti like lgbtqia plus is heavily embedded in like latino communities as well and that's why like we need to take that stance of helping everyone that's why we're like a human rights group because like as you kind of mentioned before if we focus solely on like one group of individuals someone's gonna have a problem with it and like that shouldn't be kind of like the focus of things anyway in the first place like helping all groups of people is very important. Poor white people, even though you know they're white, their their lives still matter. Like, and honestly, even calling yourself a human rights group, you're gonna get hate. Yeah. So For don't focus on that. Group. Don't focus on that at you all. You care about because people because you can't. Geez. Yeah. Well, you, all species matter. Yeah. But but at least are thinking about the positioning and not just going, you know, pigeonhole. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it's it's, it's fucking smart. I, I I like that you're generalizing it as we're a human coalition. I just want to I want to. You're gonna get hate no matter what for being yeah. human. So be prepared for that and 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 don't let that. Don't let it break you down. Don't even fucking entertain it, honestly. Because yep. I mean, it, even if you were saying, even if you were form formally a Black Lives Matter movement, fuck them if they detract from it. Mm -hmm. Like I we were talking about before how your your friend is really good at being that middleman. Like I've, I, I got a black lives matter mask on order right now. When I wear it out in public and somebody tries to stop me, I'm gonna go, I don't give a fuck about your opinion and keep walking oh, because I don't give a fuck about their opinion. Unless somebody's giving me the fist and it's hey cool. And we're, I'm still going to keep walking, but it's, I don't want to hear your opinion. If you're detract from it, I don't care because yep. you're wrong. <laughs> it's just flat out. You're wrong. There is a very big systematic problem with black people in this country. And if you can't get on the black lives matter train, get the fuck out of the way. That's as simple as that. And that's, uh, that's how, to me, even as a humanist organization, which is, I think is the right way to go. You still got to have that mentality because there are going to be people that it, 
are going to come up with some stupid fucking argument to, to, to try to distract you from <laughs> it, you know? Reptilians. Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. yeah. It's going to be those people that, are, that hey, hate the, the reptilians. Are charged. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Alex Have Jones makes us come back. though, of like <laughs> Obama's eyes like changing into like lizard eyes. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I hate it. I, I have so many people try to talk to me about conspiracy theories. I got the tattoos and the man bun and people think I'm into that shit all the time. And I'm just like, dude, I don't fucking care. And I think you're less intelligent for having those yeah. kind of conspiracy and theories. And it's weird though. Like, 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 yeah, when you try to become intersectional, you know, and you, and you advocate for a broad ar- ar- array of things, all of a sudden you get called colorless by the people who are supposedly on your side. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, all, you're, you're including other people in your group. You must be silencing black voices. And it's like, well, no, you know, like, yeah. These are systemic, like that's the, that's the thing about systemic problems. So they affect all of us, you know, maybe trying to address something for all of us is a way to address things for individuals as mm-hmm. well. And it, yeah, that's always, there are some things that are going to be specific to certain communities. Yes. Yeah. There, but if we don't fix the whole, we can't even get started on those specific. It's yeah. like policing, you know, mm-hmm. policing is one of the things that just catches a huge amount of people, poverty as well, mm-hmm. education, you know, it's like, and I mean, that's what we're doing. So it's like, I mean, yeah. I, we're addressing policing. Obviously, there's going to be a wide net to have to cast here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be talking about police violence, that affects anyone who's making under this certain amount of income. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, 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 which is yeah. the majority of people. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, have y'all seen the breakdown of like why the police will never be in favor of, of, of just like the average working class person? Because, Right. When you have a system that's created off of one class exploiting the other, mm-hmm. you create then a state that has to maintain the order, which is something that people like to throw around like, oh, you got to you got to keep the order, you know. Um, but yeah, the order is exploitation. Yeah. In order to defend that, you have to make laws and you have to have people to defend those laws. And that's the police. So just at face, right, like just uh, like as a systematic understanding of the police is that they were created to be inherently antagonistic to the working class, mm-hmm. which includes people of color, specifically people of color. They were specifically started to antagonize people of color. Yeah. They were slave catchers. Yeah. That's where the police originated. And if you look at like police in other countries too, like in France and in England, they weren't created as a crime force. They were created as crowd control. Mm-hmm. And that's really apparent nowadays when you see them uh, like attacking protesters. Right. The police are not meant to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. The police are not created to defend the average citizen. The police are created to defend the state and the interests of the state. And yep. what is the interest of the state? To exploit the fuck out of you, to make the most money yep. off of you. So why is it even a surprise that our courts are built off of making debt? You know, after like imprisoning people in debt. Why is it a surprise that our police are going after our most vulnerable populations if that's the best way to turn a profit? You know, once you understand that, it's really easy to be like, Obviously, we need to change. Obviously, we need to reimagine what police looks like. So I think the point Santiago is trying to make here is somebody needs to rip up my T-shirt and let's fucking start throwing cocktails. <laughs> oh, <Fucking rage. laughs> I, I don't Sorry. know. Not I to don't put know words in your mouth, you Santiago. Four, but I'm proud of all four of you. Yes. Good shit. Thank you, guys. Thank so you, guys. Before for being we wrap on. up, you guys want to plug your Facebook, your your anything, whatever. Oh yeah, sunflower. Oh, yeah, at some point, we got to get a TikTok if that doesn't get banned. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. The, don't 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 it's Chinese yeah. state um, media. Yeah, get no. a it's a uh, the Sunflower Coalition on Facebook and the Sunflower Coalition also on Instagram. And um, you're, is your disc 
I, you probably said it earlier, but is your Discord server like just? Our Discord you guys server, have a public it, Discord server? We don't have a public Discord. The, the Discord server is for is for members only, and okay. we keep a pretty tight lock on that because oh, you so know, you're like you don't want anybody like infiltrating it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, there's information too that we are collecting that we just have to keep close to us, you know, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you know, and obviously private information too. Like none of us want to get doxed and specifically targeted, which is why. You know, we don't name off most of our members unless they've already been out in the public eye, you know, at the commission meetings. Like the vast network of people that we already have, most of them are, you know, behind the scenes. They're behind the scenes. And they, and we prefer to keep it that way just for their basic security, which yesterday somebody commented on our Facebook. They sent us a message there. They were like, Oh, you guys don't give out names. The Ku Klux Klan doesn't give out names. Sounds like you're just another hate group. (laughs) And we were like, All right, you know, specifically, like that's the, that's the main, those are the only two people that don't give out names. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, All right, you know, cool, I guess. Fine. (laughs) So Sunflower Coalition on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. The Sunflower Coalition. The. Yeah. My bad. The. It's very important. The Sunflower Coalition. Superlative coalition. If there's any other sunflower coalition out there, we'll sue you. <laughs> Trademark. Oh yeah, oh, but we haven't posted anything on the Twitter. I don't want to plug. Yeah, Twitter. we're so yeah, we're, so we, bad about we're it. the same way. I just say I tell the president to fuck you every day, and that's basically all we do on our. <laughs> yeah, our follow Twitter. us on Twitter, Broke Dude Podcast. Yeah, at Broke, Broke Dude Pod. Pod. Uh, I don't fucking know. It's I just, just I just tell the president to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> So there is it the is, ladies and gentlemen. I want to see. Episode 157 is in the books. Thank you guys for joining us. It was great talking to all of you. Uh, for Jed, Chris, Jake, Blake, yell it, Blake. There it is. <laughs> next week we or next episode we actually are going to do the yes. fucking Masters of the Universe review. So we'll see you then. Unless James Baldwin calls. <laughs> God damn it, Jake. James <laughs>